What kind of seeds are you sowing? Why is it so green where you're from? It must be zamzos growing in your yard, garden, or barn. You've done it right, you see it. The Nobody Knows Like Zamzo's Garden Show on News Talk KBOI. To be a part of the show, call now, 1-800-529-KBOI or 336-3700. It's the Nobody Knows Like Zamzo's Garden Show on the Big 670 KBOI. Hello and welcome to the Zamzo's Radio Show. Uh, I'm your host today, Callie Zamzo, and I'm here with my co-host i'm going to call you not guest but co-host you've been on quite a bit uh chris owings yeah perfect yeah thanks for that it has been yeah over the years it has been quite a few times now you're kind of the resident expert yeah. you're sort of a, a zamzo at, at well, heart. thanks at least i faked it this far <laughs> yeah <laughs> well regardless thank you for being here today our topic is fruit today um so specifically fruit grown at home right here in idaho and um, so before we get too far, I want to let our listeners know that they can email questions to us today. We're not taking any callers, but you can email questions to zamzos at zamzos.com. And if we don't get to your questions on air, we will respond via email or, um, or potentially in a future episode, depending upon what your question is. Um, okay, so today we're going to cover berries as well as fruit trees, which nice. is kind of a big topic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's a lot to talk about. Um, but I love this time of year because it is berry time. Like, right. This is it's go time. If you want to do berries, you've got to be thinking about it right now, right? Exactly. Yeah. The stores have been calling, emailing like crazy. When are the fruit trees showing up? When are these showing up? And and it's finally happened. Yes. Yeah. So part of that is that um, it's is like the growers because the growers grow a certain amount, right? How does that work? Like, right. And well, even like especially fruit trees, I'll order those in July. But so does the whole rest of the world. Mm-hmm. So they take all the orders and then they split it up so everybody gets a piece of it anyway. So, so you never know what you're going to get till probably January. Oh wow! And, and then February, March, the trucks start showing up, and then things like strawberries. They just they love the cold, so you can germinate those earlier than you can your perennials, annuals, vegetables, all of that, and then they're ready to go usually now. And you can plant them outside now and do just fine with the frost. Yeah, that always surprises me. Right. Because they don't, they, they look, like, strawberries look kind of delicate, like maybe they wouldn't do well, but um, but yeah, they they do amazingly yeah, well. Yeah, they do totally fine. Yeah. They might not flower yet, but right. at least you have something green to look at. Exactly. Yeah. I agree. And they're kind of, they're kind of pretty plants. Well, let's start with strawberries. So let's just say that, well, and I really like this, we're new to the valley. Let me just say I was totally new to Boise, and I love the idea of, of planting strawberries, what what do I need to be thinking about? What are some of the things that I need to be considering if I want to go? Let's say I just I headed into Zamzos and I bought some strawberry plants. What what would I need to do to prepare, and where would I put them? Nice. I mean, first thing you don't have to put them in a like a traditional garden. Like a lot of people think, I'll just do a row in my garden of strawberries, but they really do well anywhere that gets you know at least six hours of sun. So I love to do them as a ground cover. You know, they'll actually help choke other weeds out. Grass is a different story. Grass can they'll fight their way through a strawberry. But as long as they get six hours of sun, plant it there. Okay. Uh, somewhat well-drained soil. 
which is not easy to do in the valley. I'm sure if you guys have ever dug a hole, and we talk about this a lot, but we have clay, pit run, rock, gravel, everything but soil, right? <laughs> so I would do some soil amending, add some compost, some other organics to the at least that top four inches of soil, and it should be good to go. Is there anything to like? Is it is it strawberry because you're supposed to use straws? Is there anything to that, or is that just? You know, I don't I don't know where that came from, but generally I I stay away from straw unless it's certified. Otherwise, you're putting down a lot of weed seed. Oh, when you put straw down, but if you can find know. certified, certified means it's certified weed free. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, very good. Um, all right. So you talked about sun requirements, and uh, so their their strawberries are a little bit interesting in the sense that, and I figured this out on my own. Of all the years my parents grew strawberries when I was a kid, I didn't realize that they kind of send these little runners out. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about that. It, it's it's totally fun when I uh, people always ask about grass and how do they they spread and grasses are, are rhizominous, right? So they spread by below ground and, and strawberries are stoloniferous, so they spread above ground. But yeah, they do send this little runner out and at the end of that runner will be a brand new plant that'll eventually root and you could even clip that stolen and have a brand new plant. Interesting. Well, that makes sense. Okay, so do you, once you get them going, do you need to feed them? Is there anything in particular or are they, or are they Maybe I ask you two separate questions. Let's start with feeding. Do you need to feed them? And if so, with what? Yes. I think you should feed everything. <laughs> I do too, for the record. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Midwest where they actually have topsoil, you don't have to. But here in the valley, yes, you're going to need to feed. And I love our chicken soup for the soil. That literally has everything that they would need. Yeah, I find that anything edible, mm-hmm. it's really, really good with, I mean, it's it's good with everything, but I it, it the flavor changes you literally have a a strawberry that tastes more like a strawberry when you put chicken soup for the soil on the absolutely soil. Yeah. and the amount of vitamin c that right. i'll actually have increases just by using chicken soup for the soil yeah so, it's fantastic yes i love that okay we have an email from terry in meridian uh she wanted to let us know that it is thought that the word strawberry actually comes from the word strewnberry which has to do with sending out those little runners so they were strewn about. I yeah. guess that was. So I don't know whether she's right or not, but we'll uh, thank you. Thank you, Terry, for the information. Yeah, it sounds good. <laughs> it does. I love it. It does. Okay, um, anything else about strawberries? So when, when, if I plant them right now, let's say I go over and I, once again, it's my hypothetical, I, I plant it in the ground, then when will I see a strawberry? Will I get to eat strawberries this year or? Definitely. Yeah, they'll put on fruit this year. And it depends on what kind you do. Like there's a ever-bearing strawberries and there's June-bearing strawberries. And the June-bearing gives you like great big fruit. That's usually the ones that they'll dip in the chocolate, you know, if, you're, ah. if you get those for your, your dessert. Um, but in my opinion, they don't have a ton of flavor. Like you get the great big berry, but they're kind of bland. So I usually like the ever-bearing. So the June-bearing obviously produces in June. Where the ever-bearing, you'll get smaller fruit. They're just so full of flavor, and you'll get it throughout the summer, probably June through September. You know, I I never put two and two together about that, but I'm doing that right now. And I realized, because at my parents' house, I last fall, I was, you know, they I would just pull up their driveway right at the end. They've got all their strawberries, and I sometimes I'll see, and I'll pull over and pick a few, and yeah. they're so sweet. Yes. And they're little. They're, they're not little. Like, They're not very big, but they are so flavorful. They're so good. Yeah. Yep. Oh, that's great. Now, do, strawberries don't have to go in the ground, right? Could you you can do them in pots and things like that, right? People they should do, that? do extremely well. Uh, in fact, when I was running a store, I had a customer that ran rain gutter along his fence, 
and had four rows of it. So, you know, there were four foot panels, four foot tall of just the rain gutter. And he had strawberries just cascading all the way down his Ooh. fence. And they did really well. They don't need a ton of soil. That's fun. But, That's a yeah. fun thought. Yeah. Yeah. I'm making note. And I've seen them in pots, and we even have specific strawberry pots with the little pockets on the sides that you can plant the berries in. And Yeah, there's a ton of different places they'll grow. Nice. So they really do like growing here. Yeah, they're, yeah. They they're do happy to do so. Really well. Okay. Yeah, and getting them up off of the soil is actually a benefit because pill bugs and slugs love strawberries, too. You can't blame them. Right. But, yeah. Especially the little ones. <laughs> yeah, <that's right. laughs> but get them off the ground, and it takes care of that. Okay. Nice. Is there anything else we should know about with strawberries? Any any diseases that they're prone to or anything that might make it difficult to grow them? They have a few, but it's pretty rare. Yeah, as long as you're watching that, how much you're watering, and the water's not sitting on that leaf all night, yeah, boy, I've never had a problem. Yeah. That was the one problem I had when I very first moved into the house I'm in now, is I planted them in the shade where there was a lot of water, and they did not do well at all. <laughs> it nope. was terrible. Yeah. Yeah, and they don't need a ton of sun, but I'd say at least six hours. Yeah, and this yeah. was a totally full shaded area. Yeah, okay. they just, yeah <laughs> they did not do well. Um, they ended up all dying. For the record, that happens sometimes at a Zamzo's house. Uh, uh, right? What are you gonna do? We all live and learn. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. All right, well, so let's move on from strawberries, um, and let's talk a little bit about, I'm going to say raspberries and blackberries, but there'll be a little division there, right? Kind of their different types and that sort of thing. But let's just, in general, talk about raspberries and blackberries. And same question as strawberries. If I was gonna start right now and I wanted to plant them and I wanted to have them, mm -hmm. is that something I can start right now or do it, I have to wait a little bit? Definitely. Yeah, and those like a lot of sun. So I would say full sun on those guys and give them space because they're gonna spread too. A little clump this year is gonna be a pretty good sized clump next year. And and they'll, they'll keep going from there. There's no stopping them. So those give space and full sun. Do pretty and, well. Man, they, yeah, they do really well. Yeah. Um, I, I think we're getting ready for a break here, but I just wanted to share um, that I actually got my raspberries from the neighbors across the street. And they just dug them up and said, hey, do you want these? And I stuck them in the ground and I accidentally started a patch. So anyway, we'll get onto that here in just a moment um, after a break. Um, and you're listening to the Zamzo's Garden Show. The Zamzo's Garden Show will be back right here on News Talk KBOI. The Zamzo's Garden Show will be back right here on News Talk KBOI. Hi, this is Josh Zamzo, and it's Berry Week at all 13 Zamzos. Now is the perfect time to buy your strawberry, blueberry, blackberry, and raspberry plants at Zamzos, and for several very good reasons. First of all, the growers only produce a limited number of plants, and when they're gone, you can't buy berry plants until next year. Second, if you buy your berry plants now during Berry Week at Zamzos, you'll save 30% off the regular price. And even if it's still cold, it's not too early to plant berries, especially strawberries who do fine in cold weather. And speaking of strawberries, Zamzo's also has special strawberry pots that are not only beautiful, but will grow up to seven plants in one pot on your porch or patio. And during Berry Week at Zamzo's, all strawberry pots are on sale at 25% off. So this year, if you want to save money on your food bill, buy your strawberry, blueberry, blackberry, and raspberry plants now from Zamzo's. 13 stores to serve you, including our Chinden Greenhouse, fully open and ready to serve you during the road construction on Chinden Boulevard, just east of Meridian Road. News talk doesn't have to be boring. 
Weekday mornings from 6 to 10. It's Casper and Chris on News Talk KBOI. All right. We're back with the Zamzo Show. I am your host, Callie Zamzo. I'm being co-hosted. Is that how you be co-hosted? I have a co-host, sure. whatever, <laughs> with Chris Owings, um, who is helping us uh, decipher things about fruit today. So we just talked about uh, strawberries yes. and just started to get into raspberries and blackberries a little bit. Um, I want to remind everybody that we're not taking calls today, but you can email your questions to zamzos at zamzos.com, and we will get to those as we're able to. If we um, if we don't get to them in the show, then we can certainly get to them after the show or um, maybe on another show. So please email your questions to zamzos at zamzos.com. Okay, so Chris, going back to um, raspberries and blackberries. Mm-hmm. So, um, so we talked about now is a great time to plant them. You can yes. get them in the ground. Just want to make sure they're in the sun. Correct. And they'll do well. How about, is there anything that you would do to amend the soil on, on those particular? And those, it's probably not as important as strawberries. They do actually do pretty darn well in our, our clay compacted soil. It, it doesn't hurt. They'll do better with the more compost or, or organics you add to the soil. They'll definitely do better, but it's not a must with those by any means. Okay. Yeah. Um, all right. So, so that they are a little easier and that. I, that's exactly how I did when my neighbors brought over my, they, I ended up getting them from my neighbors and I just stuck them in the ground. I didn't know what to do with them. So, and they've done very well. I've, I've since fed them, but that first year I didn't feed them at all and they did fantastic. Oh, so. sure. And my dad did the same thing. He planted them right on his ditch bank and I don't even think he feeds them and yeah. he gets a crazy amount of berries off of those every year. Well, and they kind of take care of themselves too. I mean, you can maintain them, but they sort of like, they're a wild mm-hmm. berry. They'll kind of do whatever. You- exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, uh, they're interesting. Um, okay. So, Let's uh, let's talk about uh, there are different types, two primary types, right, of raspberries anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's, I think, there's the summer bearing, and then there are the ever bearing. Is that am I saying that right? Or? Yes. Yep. Uh, yeah. Yep. Okay. So so what's the main difference there? What are we what are we looking at as far as the differences between the two? Again, it's it's on how the fruit comes on, right? So the ever bearing, you're going to get dappled fruit throughout the the whole season. Right, and and your other will be a big push, probably. Uh, I might be wrong on this, but I think it's going to be towards July that that one's going to be your heavy producer. Makes sense. I'm yeah. trying to think back when Grandpa Bernard had all of his berries, and that seems right. It seems like there were so many berries around July that we didn't know what to do with them. Yeah. So. Okay. All right. Well, well, good. So then I think um, with my berries anyway, I told you this during the break that I had – I got these berries. I didn't know enough about them, and I didn't realize they are ever bearing. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't know really what to do at the end of the season, and I just chopped them all off at the ground. Yeah, yep. And I made them. They came back year after year, and I did get fruit year after year. Absolutely. But what I realized is that I later is that I was missing out on some early fruit. So I could. So if you so with ever bearing, if I remember correctly, there are. So basically, they grow the the original cane that comes up. And that on an everbearing will produce fruit that first year, but only on the top. Right. And then the second year, the top kind of dies off and the bottom part will produce. Right. And then if it's summer, then summer bearing ones, they do not produce at all in the first year. But then the second year when they come back, they produce on their on the whole stock, they produce the whole, on the second year. Correct. Earlier though, like that yep. July time. Yep. Um, so then the pruning kind of matters because while well, I still got... You know, my canes came back. I didn't. Uh, I didn't get to get that second set of berries because I cut them off too short. Sure. 
So that's I think that's the big thing to kind of remember with that. Um, but they're, they're so interesting that the berries, the way that there's a difference between the two, because you can't it's not like you look at them. Right. Or could you could if I if I like looked it up, would I be able to tell the difference between one versus the other? Oof, I'm not that good. Might be, but, might yeah. be a scientific <laughs> thing. Like, I don't know. I, I might have to look that up and see because I I was kind of wondered about that. Yeah. You might just have to pay attention for the season and and see how they're producing. Yeah. And then the next year you'll know how to prune. Yeah. yeah, but the fun thing about raspberries is they do just like like right now. If I go and look at them, it doesn't look like anything's happening. But all of a sudden, the shoots come up and they grow like crazy. Man, they do in one season. Yep. So pretty amazing that they they can do that. Absolutely. So if they buy ras- raspberries this year, if they're summer bearing, they're not going to get any fruit this year. Probably not. They might get a cup, one or two. Okay. You know, enough to tease you. Yeah, <laughs> or discourage you. But that's a, yeah. so that's why you would want to know. Okay, I'm I gotta wait. Next year is gonna be a, the year that I get it. Yes. But if it's an ever bearing, is there another? There's another word for ever bearing. Is it? Is it? Am I wrong? Ever bearing, and maybe I'm not. Maybe fall bearing or something. I don't know. Anyway, whatever. Hmm. <laughs> I thought there was another name for them. Um, but if you got ever bearing, you would get them this year, and then you would also get them again next year on the same cane. Correct. So that's the big thing to remember. Yes. Okay. Do you have a recommendation for how to prune raspberries? You know, if you're unsure, like I usually just go through and pick every other cane and chop that one in half. Okay. So I have some tall, some that are in half. That's smart. I wish and just would kind of a, a thinning. Yeah, you're getting sunlight all the way through, and and then it doesn't matter. No matter what, you're going to get fruit. Right. But makes yeah, sense. It's okay. A good simple rule. And blackberries. Blackberries don't have the two different, right? They're no. just what? They're just summer berries? Yeah, midsummer. Okay. Yeah, and those grow like crazy. Like yeah. you better have space and maybe even a trellis. Yeah. They, they can put out twelve foot long canes. And and some people consider them a weed, right? <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. Yeah. They'll grow over shrubs and, and choke them out. Yeah. We have yeah. a few of those at our Chinden property. Right. Yeah. <laughs> we do. We do. Um but blackberries are delicious. Too, oh right? man, they're so good. <laughs> All right, so um, is there anything else regarding those that we should know? How about diseases? Are there diseases that are? That Again, happen? there are, but it's pretty rare that you'll get a problem. Uh, one, I forget what it's called, but there's a little mite that'll it'll get in it as the, I forget what the little individual nodules are called on mm-hmm. the berry. I, yeah. forget, I forget what those are called, but there's a little mite that'll get in there. So every once in a while, you might have a gray nodule okay because <laughs> i can't remember the other word <laughs> throughout all of your other your black berries okay yeah. but again it's pretty rare and it doesn't we've all eaten them I and mean, we have no idea that we have but it doesn't hurt you at all right yeah. right it's a little yeah. protein yeah that's right <laughs> <laughs> well and i know that i early on with my raspberries i was top watering i was watering with a sprinkler that was just hitting them and got on the leaves and I, that was in the uh, cool of the morning. And then when the sun came out, I, I had some damage on my leaves because of oh, that. Sure. Is that common? Do people do that on occasion? It, it, definitely. I mean, most of us have pop-up irrigation anymore. And they have such a big leaf that really catches the water. And kind of a waxy leaf, too. So that water mm-hmm. just kind of beads up and sits there. It yeah. just makes a perfect magnifying glass. So, yeah, yeah, absolutely. That is kind of common. No, I know it didn't It didn't do anything, though. I still got fruit, and it wasn't... Like, there were just a oh, few yeah. leaves that were harmed, so... Um, and I figured it out pretty quickly and just kind of tried to direct the sprinklers to go elsewhere, and... Yeah. So it was easy to fix, but... Um, Extremely. But it looked like a disease. When I first got it, I was like, oh, something, some disease has got... You know, it's <laughs> happening here, so... But once I fixed my watering, it was fine. Yeah, perfect. Okay. Yep. All right, good. Um... 
All right, so let's, I guess we can move on now to the, in my opinion, because I just don't do it very often, I don't grow them very often, the toughest of the berries around here, the blueberry. Oh, nice, okay. Yes, so, man, I don't even know where to begin here. I I attempted one time, half-heartedly, to do blueberries, and after I failed miserably, I started to read up on it and realized that there, I mean, I think if you just nail some of the primary stuff you can do it and uh-huh. it, it actually turn out pretty well but if you don't you fail miserably like <laughs> i did so let's talk about that a little bit so if i wanted to start blueberries could i just get them right now and put them in the ground it, you can yeah they're coming in they'll be totally dormant which that's okay it's actually easier on the plant to plant them while they're dormant uh, that way they just wake up in their new home but there's a lot you have to do to the soil okay to these guys so my in-laws grow them and they have three rows of blueberries and they literally fill a six foot freezer every year with blueberries. Oh man! So, so it can be done. Yeah, yes. they are, they, have, <laughs> they have figured it out, and man, they produce a lot of berries on that. But morning sun is key on those. Afternoon shade, uh, so near a shade tree is actually where they're pretty happy. You think native? They're probably Oregon mountains where it's pretty much partly cloudy all the time and that's that's kind of where they're happy so here in idaho just make sure we have something that's providing that afternoon shade okay um so like do the berries get sunburned or something or are they just the plant itself oh it'll really thin and and you'll see that what we call sun scald so it's pretty much a sunburn on the leaf it really stresses them out okay okay hmm. so well that's you're checking off the first couple things yep. that happened to me. <laughs> um, okay, um, so we're getting ready for a break. Um, uh, this is the Zamzo Garden Show. I'm here with Chris Owings. We're talking about berries and fruit today on the show. And you can email your questions to zamzos at zamzos.com. We'll be back after this break. The Zamzo's Garden Show will be back right here on News Talk KBOI. Hi, this is Callie Zamzo, and if you do the food shopping for your family like I do, you've probably noticed that the price of everything, even dog food, has gone up. That's especially true of national brand dog foods, where some are over $80 a bag. Well, that's exactly the reason Zamzo's developed our own line of dog foods, so we could control the quality and keep our prices reasonable. At Zamzo's, we have 90 years of experience formulating top quality animal feeds. Our new fundamentals line is a great example of experience at work. You see, a good dog food doesn't have to have expensive ingredients. It needs quality fundamental ingredients that dogs love, but at a price that makes sense. Plus, in fundamentals, there's no corn, no wheat, no soy, which means no allergies. And three formulas to choose from, chicken, turkey, and whitefish. Remember, our best dog foods are in the Grandma Z's Super Premium line. But for a premium pet food at a super price, try our new Fundamentals line of dog foods from Zamzo's. 13 stores to serve you, including State Street across from the golf course. Welcome back to the Zamzo's radio show. I am your host, Callie Zamzo, and co-hosting with me today is Chris Owings. Thank you for being with us, Chris. Yeah, you bet. Uh, we're not taking calls today. We are taking emails, though. So if you want to email us at zamzos at zamzos.com, we will try to get to your questions. If we don't, we will respond to you via email and get you an answer regardless. So we're talking about berries. Well, we're talking about fruit. But right, right now we're talking about berries. Mm-hmm. And where we left off, we left off with the what I like to call the dreaded blueberries, but I really should stop doing that because <laughs> apparently some people can grow them very well. It just happens to be me that cannot. <laughs> Um, so, uh, there was a, an email that came in f- from Bonnie from Nampa, and she just simply said, why is it so hard to grow blueberries in the Treasure Valley? 
And the answer to that is definitely the pH of the soil. Yeah, so our pH, depending on where you're at, like around Boise, we're usually around an 8. If you get out to CUNA area, I've even seen it up to a, a 10 up there. I mean, very, very yeah. alkaline. Where blueberries want to be acidic. They like to be around 4.5 on the pH, ah. which which takes some work because even our water here is an 8. So every time we water, we're raising that pH to make it more alkaline. So it is a challenge. It's two to three times a year. Uh, throw in some, I, I like a fast-acting sulfur, and your dad would probably kill me if he saw me do it, because I literally just take a handful of the sulfur and throw it right at the base of the plant mm-hmm. and walk away. <laughs> <laughs> well, does it work? It does work. That's, that's literally what it takes with these. we got to lower that pH so drastically, uh, it it takes a handful of it. Yeah. yeah. You know, I'm, this is going to be peeling off a little bit from the topic, but... Um, it seems like uh, we, we talk a lot about soil and about the soil health and the soil nutrients and the soil life. And I mm-hmm. almost wonder if, and I, not, I don't wonder, I think the answer is probably when we adjust the pH, that adjusts the microbes. And it might very well be, well be the microbes that the blueberries are after. So we have to make an environment for the proper um, life in the soil so yeah. that they can thrive. Yeah, that very well could be. Just, a little, I'm just philosoph- philosophizing here on the, on the radio. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's perfect. Waxing poetic. Okay, so I, I digress. So we got to get the pH to the right. And you don't, so you're not trying to measure the pH. You just say, look, I'm going to get it there. Yep. I just assume that every time I water, it just naturally it's going to be raising. So two to three times a year, I throw a handful of sulfur at them. Okay. And you yep. just, just right around the base of the plant? Yep. Okay. What yep. about um, what about doing them in pots? Do people do them in pots or do they? There are some that are specifically grown for that. They're the bushel and berry varieties. So they usually come in a bright blue pot, but they have been uh, grown or what's the word I'm looking for? They just adapted them to do well in that container. Okay. So you wouldn't want yeah. to put one that you would... It was made for putting out in the ground. You wouldn't want to put that into a container necessarily. It might be a little bit right. more challenging. Yeah, because they, they naturally want to get you know four feet by three feet wide. Gotcha. Yeah. So it might be hard to contain in the pot where these bushel and berries will be a two by two. Oh, yeah. okay. You know, they stay small, compact, and they still produce really well. Okay. And sometimes it's easier to keep that pH in balance in a container. Okay. Too. All right, so so we put them in the ground now. When When will we start to see... Like when will they come out of dormancy, and when will we see blueberries? Nice, yeah. So dormancy will be breaking. I'd say once soil temperatures hit right around fifty-five degrees, the buds will start swelling and opening up there. Um, other than that, when once you get berries, there's three different varieties of blueberries. So there's an early, mid, and late oh. crop on the blueberries. So you can get them as early as June, or the mid would be July, August, and the late is clear into September before okay. you'll see the fruit. And those are uh, those are totally different plants? Totally or? different plants. Okay. Yep. Okay. And there's a, a hundred varieties of blueberries. There's a lot. Okay. So but you want to pay attention to that when you buy your blueberries. You do. Because that's one you want in pairs because they have to cross-pollinate. Oh. Yeah. And, okay. you, and you don't necessarily want two of the same. Like if you got a, a drake, it's one of the varieties out there. You might want to get, you know, why well, I'm not up on all my names I was going to say, you can just make one up. A a blueberry pancake version. (laughs) I'm just kidding. (laughs) But but the point is, they need to be two different varieties. Yes. But with the same bloom cycle. 
Okay. Yeah. All right. So you would want them if they you want them both to be earlies Early. or okay. Yes, exactly. All right. Good to know. That makes sense because then the blooms are happening at the same time the cross pollination occurs mm-hmm. during that same time. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. And then blueberries are one that like a lot of mulch over the top. So you, you can do bark mulch or you can do a thick layer of compost, but they do like to be mulched pretty heavily. Okay. Is that, I, I'm, I'm thinking about Oregon being like a, the perfect place to grow these. Is that because of the moisture in the soil? You want to keep the moisture high? Is that? Y- yep. Yeah. You're... Moisture in the drainage too. I think it probably helps with the drainage. Again, these are kind of grown in the mountain regions of, of Oregon where you got to think that soil has a lot of shale and the mm. pine needles are acidifying, but they, everything drains really well and it's always partly cloudy. So we're, we got to recreate that in our backyard and not super easy to do in southern Idaho. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's the <laughs> truth. So, so if I, I, I'm just thinking about like the questions that we get in the middle of the summer about blueberries, and it very often is like, well, I'm not getting any blueberries. So that could be you just named off several reasons why they wouldn't be getting blueberries. It's probably not as easy as I mean, you could ask them, did you do you have a another one planted nearby? Right. You know, are they on the same cycle? Like, are they all both? early summer or they both you know whatever mm-hmm. you could ask those questions um but it sounds to me like even if the soil wasn't acidic what what would if it wasn't acidic enough what would the plant be doing where they decline pretty quick the leaves almost turn a, a burgundy type color oh and they'll start to curl upwards and it, it's just a slow de- decline after that the leaves start falling and yep they just can't when our soil is that alkaline the blueberries can't utilize any of the nutrients out of the soil and it's, it's just a slow decline Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. So really quickly, just talking about acidic plants that like acidity. So there are sort of like certain flowers, like I want to say hydrangeas yeah. are like a more acidic soil. Yeah? Yeah. They do well in both. Hydrangeas, the ones that the more acidic, the deeper blue it'll be and the more alkaline, the more pink gotcha. it is. But, so but. do you treat those the same way you would with blueberries? Because I mean, is that the same? Would you acidify their soil the same way? So exactly. if you know how to do it with your hydrangea, it's the same sort of thing you're going to do with your blueberries. Mm-hmm. Okay. Or azaleas, rhododendrons. Yeah, okay. all those plants like that. All right. Acid soil. Yes. Yeah. I, I have <laughs> I have one hydrangea and its blooms haven't been blue since I bought it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I nice. Cannot acidify, I can't acidify it at all. They're always pink or white even because I just get, you know, anyway, I have a hard time acidifying my soil. But um, okay, so is there anything else that we need to know about blueberries that would help people be able to? I think that about covers it. I just I do encourage people to try it. The payout is is huge, and I know it sounds difficult, but it's it's really not. Like I said, I'm literally just taking sulfur three times a year and throwing it at it. I feed them the chicken soup, and that's that's about it. So w- once they're established, it's it's not terrible. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, this is a bit of a curveball, but are huckleberries the same way? Do you think huckleberries would do the same thing, or they really need to be in the mountains? What what do you think? You know, for years I thought that, and we have an employee at our Chinden store who his entire front yard has been taken over by huckleberries. Wow. But I mean, and none of our growers have them. So I, I've been trying to bring them in just to, so I could play with them. But he actually gave me some seeds this year and I'm, I'm going to try it. But yeah, he's right. Uh, it lives near our Chinden store. And yeah, he picked an entire gallon jug of huckleberries last year out of his front yard. And wow. you know how big they are. They're, yes. they're tiny. Yeah. So he's done it, but he's literally the only person that I know of in the valley that has done it. Interesting. Yeah. 
Yeah, you almost want to go test the soil and yeah. see what he's. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Yeah, but yeah. it's just similar conditions. So north facing front yard, and that's where he has them. So morning sun, afternoon shade. Yeah, I have no idea what he does for the pH. I have to. Okay. I have to ask him about that. Oh, to be continued. Yeah. Interesting. Um, yeah, they're such a. They're they're almost like little. They're like gold. They're yeah. So uh, they, they really take are. so much to pick, and and then they're so delicious. So, right. yeah. And if I take fun. my kids to the mountains to pick, they never make them back to the camper, <laughs> right? <laughs> if you invite fingers. me to pick, it will ha- the same thing will happen. <laughs> and my mouth will be kind of a blue color <laughs> yeah. when I'm done. And and I can't find any. Exactly, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, darn it all. Yeah, that's... Uh, and also, when you go up in the mountains, there's a lot of mosquito bites where I would think if you could grow them down here, maybe you could avoid that. Yes, for so sure. Like, <laughs> All right. Well, um, we are getting close to the end here of this segment. Um, this is the Zamzo Radio Show. I am your host, Callie Zamzo. We're talking about berries today with Chris Owings. And um, so we'll be taking a break here quickly. I, I want to let you know if you want to call or want to give us any um, questions, you can send them via email to zamzos at zamzos.com. Um, we are not taking, taking any calls today. So, But we'll be back uh, right after this break. The Zamzo's Garden Show will be back right here on News Talk KBOI. Hi, this is Josh Zamzo. And are you tired of looking at a yellow lawn and ready to see some green out your window? Well, why not wake your lawn up early with Zamzo's Lawn Food? We realize applying Zamzo's biologically correct lawn food early won't raise the soil temperature nor the outside temperature. But applying Zamzo's Lawn Food now will make sure that the moment the sun comes out and the soil and outdoor temperatures do start to rise, your lawn will start to grow and turn green weeks before your neighbor's does. You see, Dad wanted to invent the world's best lawn food, so he tested it over and over until he found the right combination of ingredients that worked well in all types of Treasure Valley soils. Dad called this formula Zamzo's Lawn Food, and it's the same food you can buy right now, one bag at a time, or as part of our annual lawn program. So if you want a healthy green lawn instead of a yellow one, wake your lawn up early with Zamzo's Biologically Correct Lawn Food. 13 stores to serve you, including our Chinden Greenhouse, fully open and ready to serve you during the road construction on Chinden Boulevard, just east of Meridian Road. Innate Shellman, live, weekday afternoons from 3 to 7 on News Talk KBOI. Welcome back to the last segment of the Zamzo's radio show. I'm your host, Callie Zamzo, and I am here with Chris Owings. We're talking about fruit today. We're getting fruity. It's kind of fun. Yeah. Um, so we are, we've talked a little bit about berries. Well, not a little bit. We've talked three segments full of berries. Right. So yeah. we, so lots of good berry information. Um, and if you have any questions, you are welcome to email us today at zamzos at zamzos.com. We're not taking any phone calls. And if we don't get to your question, we can certainly respond via email. So we will get your questions answered. So let's dive into this last segment. And we're going to talk about fruit trees. So um, is there anything just in general about fruit trees in Idaho that we should know about before we dive into specifics? Is there... Mm, general? I mean, a lot of them do really well here. I think people that are new to the valley are often surprised on how many different fruit trees they can grow here. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. We, when I grew up, we had a... We, we lived on an acre, so it wasn't a huge property, but my dad planted the whole back part with fruit trees. That'd be a ton of fun. I, yeah. I ran yeah. over one of them with a lawnmower, and it, <laughs> I've never been able to live it down. <laughs> um, it did survive, though. We should note that it survived. See, this right. is their survivors here. It's That's okay. how well they do. That's right. <laughs> That's exactly right. Okay, so let's start with, um, let's start with peach trees. 
um, because I think that's one of them that people think we can't grow here or mm-hmm. that is a, is a difficult one. And, and that's not true. We absolutely can grow them here. So let's just say that I wanted to grow a peach tree. And so I went over to Zamzo's and I got myself a peach tree. I guess first things first, can I go to Zamzo's and get a peach tree? <laughs> you sure can. Yep. <laughs> All right. So I would, so I'd pick that up and then do I need to do anything special? What would I do to, like, where would I put it? And do I need to do anything with the soil? Yes, all good questions. So again, sun is key when it comes when it comes to fruit trees or most trees. So full sunspot, not the north side of the house. They'd be very happy on the south side in the hot, scalding sun. Um, and always, I recommend amending the soil. And with fruit trees, I would do like one part compost to three parts your existing soil. Or I mean, there's a lot of options of that, but just anything to help loosen it. Just you don't want to make it too rich. If you could plant it in straight compost, those roots would just grow in a circle and they wouldn't leave your little hole that you've created for them. So so you just want to lightly do it, but still make sure you do it. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And then, so, so then, and then maybe amend, would we amend the whole, whole, like would we put anything in the hole with it, with the compost? Would we add? Absolutely. Yeah. So you dig your hole out, I'd put your tree in and I'd mix up that, that one to three topsoil versus compost up kind of in a pile next to it and then backfill your hole about halfway and then i love adding at that point our three two one tabs which if you guys aren't familiar with those those have 11 different strains of mycorrhizae in it and mycorrhizae is hugely beneficial i mean it really helps that tree dry and water nutrients out of the soil and has a great symbiotic relationship so in turn the tree gives the fungus um um, sugars that it gets from photosynthesis. So they just have a great trade going on. So these three, two, one tabs are very beneficial to get in that hole about halfway up. Okay. Yeah. I love them. I, I, I kind of throw them in everything. Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree. <clears throat> um, so as far as, let me just ask you really quickly about the digging of the hole. Is this the same thing? Like if I'm, I, I remember my dad saying, I'm probably going to botch this. So sorry, dad, if you're listening. But um, if, if, I'm, if I buy something that I have to dig a hole for, so uh-huh. if I buy a, a $10 plant, I need to dig a $50 hole or something like that. Is that so yeah. in essence, you need to make sure that you don't schlocko the hole. Like the hole needs to be dug big enough. And it, you Correct. Need to, okay. So tell me, what, what did he mean by that? Yeah. So when you have your pot size, let's say, I think our fruit trees are in a 10-gallon pot. You probably want to dig a 20 gallon hole so it's it's at least half again as big or one and a half times the size of the pot when you're digging it so that way you have room to amend around it you've loosened that soil up so those roots those fine roots can can get out and grow in spread their wings yeah spread their wings there you go yeah <laughs> okay good um all right so then so i've i've planted my my peach tree and it's it, it, it's starting to grow. Can I expect to get fruit the first year? They will want to produce fruit. I don't recommend it. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. I can control that. How yeah, would you I control can it? control it. Yeah. So as soon as you start seeing the fruit developing, I would pick it off that first year. Oh, that's so <laughs> it, hard. It is. It's so hard. <laughs> and people just cry doing it. But as soon as that tree starts putting on fruit, that's where all of its energy is going, is, is to ripen that fruit. Because in that tree's mind... And I do think trees have minds, but I agree. <laughs> We're both crazy. I love it. <laughs> In that tree's mind, that's how it lives on in future generations is through the fruit. But so that's where it's all of its energy is going, and none of it's going down to the roots and the development or the structure of the plant. So that first year, I really recommend just reaching up and picking them, and they're the size of a about a penny. Okay, when you can see them. 
Okay. So just yeah. just do it and get on with it. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So they, they will want to put out fruit, but we're going to not let them have fruit that first year. That's going to make the tree itself hardier. Correct. Be more ready for, for future years. How about the second year? Do you get to have fruit the second year? The second year, I would say it's fine to let them fruit. I would just watch it because it might really overproduce and then you start breaking branches and things like that. So I'd still recommend thinning it at okay. that point. You just want to make sure those branches can take the weight of, you think how big a peach is and how much water and everything else is in that peach to get heavy quick. Yeah. You do see that where a whole branch is, you'll see heavy fruit and then you see a whole branch that just Just balanced. breaks off yeah. and it's years of work. Yeah. It, you're just starting over. So when you're thinning them, so I guess, so when they're little, you can kind of imagine how big that fruit's going to be and you want to give it room. So when you're thinning, you're just going to thin out the stuff that is going to be out, you know, crowding. Correct. Each individual fruit. So you want to give each individual fruit a place to grow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And then okay. depending on the size of the branch, just just judge how many fruit you think it's going to hold. Okay. Right. So if it's going to hold five peaches comfortably, then that's what you leave. The rest come off. Oh, boy. Yeah. That's another challenge, right? <laughs> yeah. But uh, it, ideally, what you're trying to get at is over years, as the tree gets hardier and hardier, it can bear more fruit, right? Exactly. Okay. So yeah. we're just going to be gentle the first few years and not not make any ma major mistakes correct yeah <laughs> try not to make any major mistakes <laughs> certainly don't run over your tree with your lawnmower right. i'm just gonna go ahead and make that recommendation because that doesn't work out very well <laughs> just ask my father um okay so what about what about pruning you know we talk about pruning in the in the spring and i try to tell people to relax a little bit about pruning except for when it comes to fruit trees because you really do want to be thoughtful when you're pruning a fruit tree right you so do. what are some Basic tips there. So this, you got to think of it like a shade tree. You're going to pick it out. You want a good straight central leader and good directional branches all the way and the, all the way around. And the, the fruit tree is a little bit different because you'll find that one with the good central leader. And that's going to be one of the first things you prune out. Because mm. right? you want all of your, your side branches. That's where your fruit's coming on. That's what you're going to harvest. So you want to be able to reach it. Right? Ah. So you don't want your tree growing straight up where you can't pick anything. So I always take the central leader out, so you're starting to create a bowl. So all your branches are, are coming up and out, but where you can easily grab a step stool and pick your fruit or Makes anything sense. like that. Yeah. Makes sense. And there's also something about letting the sun in too, right? You Correct. You want to kind of prune out so that the sun can reach in and, and reach the fruit. That's what you want it to get to, right? Right. Yeah. That's the key to getting them to ripen and, and then keeps powdery mildew, shot hole fungus, all those things at bay too if you have good airflow going through there okay can you can you royally screw up if you prune a fruit tree like could you just i mean you can but it's you can fix it as you go on like if you way over prune a fruit tree they're going to send water sprouts up like crazy which water sprouts are those branches that shoot straight up and they'll never produce fruit so yeah, if you overdo it you'll have a hundred of those shoot up and you just slowly got to remove those throughout the season and get it back under control. But, okay. Yeah. Um, I got a quick question from Kat in Nampa. She has fruit trees in her lawn, and they they the trees are beautiful, but they never produce fruit. But the trees are right in her lawn. It looks like. So, um, is there is there maybe something? Is that I, that seems like it's common if people put them in their lawn and they're fertilizing their lawn and is that? But what might she be seeing? Sure. Yeah. Sure. I mean, lawns love nitrogen, right? Trees don't necessarily need anywhere near as much nitrogen as a lawn and to produce the fruit they need a, a lot of phosphorus yeah, phosphorus is what produces your fruit and your flower so 
Um, I guess first thing I would check is water. They might be overwatering it too, and that would cause it to not fruit. And then is there enough phosphorus? So chicken soup for the soil would be a great option there. Okay, good. Is there anything else about uh, peach trees? Because we're almost done with this segment. Is there anything that people should know about peach trees before we are done? Just be aware that it's the one tree that I recommend spraying with a liquid copper. It's totally natural and safe, but peach trees almost always get peach leaf curl here. And once you get it, it's too late for that season to spray. So you got to wait till next spring to spray anyway. So that's one that I would do as a dormant spray. Thank you, Chris, for being here today. We appreciate it. This has been the Zamzo Garden Show, and we will see you next week. Hi, this is Josh Samzo, and it's Berry Week at all 13 Zamzos. Now is the perfect time to buy your strawberry, blueberry, blackberry, and raspberry plants at Zamzos, and for several very good reasons. First of all, the growers only produce a limited number of plants, and when they're gone, you can't buy berry plants until next year. Second, if you buy your berry plants now during Berry Week at Zamzos, you'll save 30% off the regular price. And even if it's still cold, it's not too early to plant berries, especially strawberries who do fine in cold weather. And speaking of strawberries, Zamzo's also has special strawberry pots that are not only beautiful, but will grow up to seven plants in one pot on your porch or patio. And during Berry Week at Zamzo's, all strawberry pots are on sale at 25% off. So this year, if you want to save money on your food bill, buy your strawberry, blueberry, blackberry, and raspberry plants now from Zamzo's. 13 stores to serve you, including our Chinden Greenhouse, fully open and ready to serve you during the road construction on Chinden Boulevard, just east of Meridian Road. Oh,